0: Spoiler alert, this podcast will cover events in the most recent episode of Game of Thrones on HBO. If you have not seen that episode, you may want to skip this podcast. Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George Railroad Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series, you're listening to Podcast Little Fell. And now, here's your hosts, Keith Solo and W. Axel Folo. All right. Welcome back to Podcast Littlefell. We are going to be talking about Game of Thrones, Season 5, Episode 2, entitled The House of Black and White. And of course... I'm W. Axel Foley, and with me is Heath Solo. What's up, baby?
1: What's up, baby? Podcast Littlefell <laughs> returns.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I really want to say I, I was really struck by how many people tweeted and how many downloads we got and all that, and that was really exciting for me, man, that you know we just did this little thing and so many people are listening and it's just a lot of fun, man. Last night's episode was pretty cool. Let's uh, let's start out. Let's jump right in and talk about uh, the uh, Bran and uh, the Brawn and Jamie show. I know you're excited about that, Heath.
1: Dude, yeah, I was like at first when uh, Cersei's like, "Go get our daughter." You do nothing, Jamie Snow. Oh no, he's not a Snow. Lannister. Just kidding, folks. Welcome to podcast, little Phil. Uh, yeah, and so he's like, right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get our daughter and Dawn and she's like, with one hand, you can't fight, and he's like, I never said I was going alone, or whatever, (laughs) I'm doing my Batman voice. Uh, so I'm thinking, who the heck is he, and then I'm like, oh, then I see our boy Braun, all bored, throwing rocks into the water, (laughs) and I'm like, no way, the two of them paired up, and and what, 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 What I wonder, Axel, is, I'm all excited because it's like two of my favorite characters going on an adventure, but I'm wondering if this was even in the books or not. I have no idea, so I'm wondering if it's
0: show only. Uh, I don't even remember what they said last night. It was weird, man. I have to say, last night's podcast that we did, the initial reaction was a little weird because... Before, I, before we even started, I had read on Twitter like a lot of people saying um, that this episode, now they're, like people are starting to see that when they say that they're going off the book, they're mm-hmm. really going off the book. Not only has some of this stuff not happened yet, but a lot but stuff happens, the same stuff happens in a completely different way. And some stuff just plain doesn't happen. And I saw one person tweeted, and I think um, Donald and Mike pretty much um, verified that they were saying it's like 75% different from Ooh. what happens in the book or it hasn't happened yet. So I almost think that's something I wanted to talk about today, which is I almost think that, that que- that's kind of like a moot point now. You know what I mean? Because in the past, like in season one, you could say, oh, they changed something. This is going to have a big effect, you know, but Mm -hmm. now that we're so deep into it and you can see the way that, yes, there are many things that are different from the book, but I think that everyone agrees that it maintains the spirit of the book and railroad obviously is involved with the show, even though he said it's not as much participation. So Uh, You know, Donald was saying that some people were pissed off about it, and he's more into finding out stuff like that on the internet than Mike is. So, I, I, you know, Mike didn't really say much about it. I'm interested what Matt, Matt must get emails from people about that stuff. But I kind of feel like, you know, that's that's become interesting to me. But I also um, feel like, there's it's it's almost like it's like it's a moot point because it's just that's just the way it is
1: yeah and uh,
0: they don't have a choice in many ways you know like the show has to go on there's no more books
1: yeah no and you know what it's for once i am like so excited because it's two characters i love and they're gonna be paired up on this adventure. It's like it could be a whole spinoff show, but I'm okay. See, this is where when we're talking on a uh, podcast, Winterfell, which we're a spinoff of, we got to thank Matt and uh, for all his help, and uh, we just love Podcast Winterfell. We're we're part of the family. Little plug there, of course. But no, uh, it really, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm not a book reader, so I'm a wannabe book reader, and. I'll go into the backstory someday, but it just, it's the show, man. It's, it's, I trust them and I'm excited and I just hope people embrace it and just go with it and just like, you know what? This is a different way to tell the story. The books will come out eventually. We'll figure it out there on that end, but it's the TV show, baby. Dave and Dan, and let's rock and roll.
0: Yeah, that exactly, man. Like we're getting, also we're getting something so fantastic. This is the most expensive, most grand television show, maybe in the history of television.
1: History of Westeros,
0: <laughs> Westeros, and Easteros, and Northeros, and Southeros. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like this is this this show is incredible. So, it's just. It's just awesome, and uh, I'm not. Re- I like to ask those questions. I guess what made me feel weird last night is like I was asking that a lot, and Mike and Donald were just talking about it freely. And I guess some people would consider that to be spoilers, but I don't. What I'm saying is I don't think particularly that's a spoiler anymore because we've seen so many times that they've changed something totally different, but then the same result occurs as in the book. And then there's other things that they wholeheartedly just recreate and then and then at one point they'll just borrow from another story that they didn't tell so there's no pattern to the way that they work off of the book the only pattern is quality so they yeah so they prove that so I'm just basically saying is I'm I'm going to consider whether something's in the book or not in the book as not a spoiler anymore I'm just I don't think that's a spoiler anymore but details i of course i would never yeah. get into if i found something out but just the simple fact is that in the book or not so to answer your question no that's what um i think that's what uh donald said that that it this is not in the book at all
1: okay <laughs> i'm like oh i asked a question
0: okay. <laughs> no that was took a took a long time yo this hey. is podcast little fell not long fell <laughs> all right wow. Let's move on, and yes, I think it's going to be fun because I this is the this is one of the times where I don't want them to get to their destination. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. I want to see. I want to see them go through. And I'm wonder. Well, I have a question. Later, we'll get to it. But yeah, I'm excited about this journey. You don't have to get to Dorne next next episode. Let's just see them banter back and forth. How Braun maybe helps Jamie with continuing to fight with one hand. And uh, I can't wait to see who they encounter on the road.
0: So, let, do you want to move on from that? Or do you want to talk any any more about um, about Jamie and Braun?
1: Let's move on.
0: All right. Point number two. Danny, oh. wh- what's going on with uh Drago. Drago. <laughs>
1: Danny's—it's a, a mess. Don't you feel like it's just? Oh, it just feels like this. It's not the right small council. Uh, I, you know, Jorah should be there. I, I I'm digging Dario. I, 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 I like. I am starting to like that character. Uh, I just don't like who her small council, and I just feel. Dan, Danny without her dragons, is just she's and without uh jora it's just something's not right axel
0: yeah no we were talking about this last night and i agree with you put it very succinctly just something's not right see you're saying that the small count that's interesting that you say that because i think we were kind of just you know saying it was danny she's not listening to them or that but the truth is that they all have all these varied opinions they're like arguing with each other She doesn't podcast (laughs) exactly, (laughs) man. It's like an initial reaction (laughs) or something, you know, um, they, they're, it's all askew, but I want to ask you this. And I want at the same point, I want to introduce a new segment this week, which is called the a hustler theory of the week. Are you ready for this?
1: Oh, shoot. Danny's Wallace.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) close though. A hustler has theorized to me that the dragon came, saw Danny right like he sensed that she was in trouble and in turmoil right and wanted to come back and when the dragon like kind of sensed her you know and leaned down and smelled her, it decided that he it was he was not going to stay with her. That she was on like the wrong path or just they were disconnected. She wasn't like the mother of dragons anymore. She's like the mother of uh, the city. Ooh. Right? So the dragon flew off and is going to, across the narrow sea, past the wall to join with, who do you think?
1: I know nothing, Jon Snow.
0: Hodor and Bran. And Bran is going to warg into the dragon, and that who is going to control that dragon.
1: Whoa. Whoa, A-Hustler.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby.
1: I feel like he's behind me right now in the uh, Podcast Littlefell studio. You know what? I I like it, and that's... I love the A-Hustler theory of the week and outside the box. I am going to say... I'm going to um, uh, amend his theory a little bit. Okay. So maybe the dragon sense. Dan. I love that whole sensing thing. That makes so much sense to me because I'm like, what's going on? He's checking in. I like that, but maybe he's really going to guide Varys and Tyrion to get his their asses there to help
0: his mother. Oh, wow. I like that. I like so- that. I like that a lot. Yeah. But I think
1: brand will definitely maybe in the end game warg into the dragon. I think that could be something for like the, the climax of the series.
0: Well, I got to say, man, that I have been working on it. I don't think I'm ready to talk about it on today's podcast, but perhaps in a future podcast, little fell working on a grand unified theory of game of Thrones and oh, what is going on. And I mean, I, you know that stuff last week with varies and this stuff and John Snow. It, it there's a lot of different things that I'm thinking about and these dragons and how they play into it. And I just I like that idea, but I like yours too. That makes Aaron's ideas maybe a little too mind blowing. There, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but I'm the, blown right now. <laughs> but um, the idea I'm you thinking. have, I like that. You know, I like that a lot that somehow the dragon leads them there or helps them and or yeah. legitimizes. Cause a lot of people have been saying when, um, when uh, Tyrion and Varys get to Marine is Danny just going to like, say off with his head, he's a Lannister, you know, or, or not trust very, you know, like what's going to make her trust them. And if it's that the dragon kind of brings them there,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, that's obviously going to make her realize, okay, I got to get all, I just think, you know what I think, man, Uh, it's such, I, I just think like she needs to, I don't understand why she's not doing in the other city. They said she created a council of people and they're, they're doing okay. I don't understand why she's, why in this particular city, she's having such trouble only in the fact that maybe it's because simply because she's there yeah
1: no that that definitely could be and think about it i mean you got that you got a counsel that she's i mean sir think about it the is not there who she's known for the longest sir barristan's been there for a while okay but everyone else is relatively new so can i mean remember she can't she feels like she can't trust anyone just yet. And then, of course, I like that little dude. And I'm like, okay, this guy's got... It. And then he goes behind her back and takes matters into his own hands. Yeah. And as much as I didn't want... I thought Khaleesi was going to not kill, not behead him. She ha- she almost had to at, at at the cost because she can't seem weak. And, and changing and let people just run rampant.
0: But she didn't be at the other guy. We were talking about this last night. Like she's, she's completely inconsistent.
1: And then there, and there's the rub Yeah. to coin a, a, a Glenn <laughs> Ewing phrase.
0: Well, he may, I think he may have borrowed that from uh Shakespeare, but yeah, I'm well, to, yeah. maybe
1: in in my uh, Easter and in Burbank. <laughs> uh, <that's>
0: what... <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that yeah she's messed up. she needs something needs to happen, and you know the the one thing is that we keep on saying like someone needs to help her, someone needs to help her, but it's like you know I co that kind of plays into some age old male female roles that are played and and they're I don't know they're I've just been kind of thinking in the back of my head like I mean Danny has. She's gotten to where she's gotten. She hasn't always made the right decisions, but she has gotten to where she's gotten. I mean, largely because of the dragons. You can't deny that. Um, But I, you know, I just I'd like to see her kind of more of a growth within her rather than an outside influence coming and just saying to her, do this. And then she does it. And then we all say, oh, oh, now she's made the right decision. You know, I feel the same way about um Stannis. I feel like he is like he's making wrong decisions. And but on in in his case, I am to the point where I I kind of want him to go down. I don't like the game he's playing anymore, man. I'm a little bit tired of it.
1: Yeah, just the, the the I feel like Stannis is making these decisions but he knows a couple steps ahead why he's doing them and what he thinks yeah. the outcome is because probably from Melisandra the uh whispering in his ear he kind of knows where Danny isn't looking steps ahead. She's making a decision and then, oh, this is what's happening where Stannis it does even though we may not agree with what he's doing it just feels like he already has stuff in motion a few steps ahead. And I think Danny will get there once Varies and Tyrion are by her side, if that indeed does happen. I mean, he, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know what this Stannis thing I guess a part, a a thing that I also find interesting is we have not seen yet this season any any real scenes between him and Melisandre where they kind of dig deep into what their goals are. So it's kind of hard to tell because I keep on thinking that she's going to pop up and say to him, you know, like, is she the one saying to him, John, like... Is, is there another scene where he's like, I'm going to kill that Jon Snow. Look what he did. He took out Mance before he could die in the fire. And then she's like, no, Jon Snow is important. He has, you know, he's a royal blood or he's, uh, you know, because obviously she want, that's my theory. She wants to do him. Um, and then he's like, okay, fine. Then let's do this. And that, you know, because we've seen that in the past. And now, I don't know. I just don't trust this status. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm getting at here. I just kind of don't trust... I don't know where he's coming from. It seems like he said he wants to take everything over again, but he's just totally not thinking about what's past the wall anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, my question to you, Sir Axel Folo, the stuff with Melisandre... And Jon Snow, is she keeping that to herself or she's sharing that with Stannis? That's the big question. Does she have her own agenda with Jon Snow or is she telling Stannis everything of what, you know, you know, I have a feeling she's keeping to herself right now
0: about Jon Snow. I do. No, I think that she is. She I don't think she has any allegiance to Stannis at all. I think that that he is a pawn in her ga- in her game in the game of the um Lord of Light.
1: Oh, I thought you are going to drop a little Game of the Thrones uh reference. <laughs> we
0: Sorry. are talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um so what did you think about Jon Snow being elected lord commander?
1: Okay, well, this is the first episode me and Lady Solo have both seen that we both hadn't seen it. Cause I did the rewatch in the off season with her to catch her up, and I when he's like, I can give your name Stark back. I was like cheering. I felt like people at an Avengers premiere. I was just like going crazy. I'm like, he's gonna be Stark, see? And then he like tells Sam he's gonna like turn it down. I'm like, what? And then of course the whole Lord Commander thing. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I love how Sam foreshadows like, oh. So and so Stark at ten years old was the youngest yeah. Lord Commander. Uh, I love Sam's speech though, and the way he uh, talked about pantry guy. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> yeah man he was there in the pantry with a, a you know with Gilly a baby in his own making, and uh, I, I thought that was awesome. But that was like I think one of the better Sam speeches, and it really hit it home for me. I was like oh. Jon Snow has done a lot, you know, yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I wanted him to become Stark, though. So I guess he, so is he he's going to turn it down right now. So he's still going to be Jon Snow as Lord Commander.
0: Well, I think that part of the deal is he said, I'll, I'll make you Jon Stark, but you have to you then basically have to go with me back to Winterfell, take it over and then rule at Winterfell. Oh, I like so. That. John Snow said no because I see. I respect, I didn't think he was going to take it, man. Because he's in, he's, he's in deep, dude, to the brotherhood, yeah. man. He's down with the wall. You know what I'm saying? That's his, <laughs> that's, I think, in, I don't know because I'm not a book reader, but from the moment we met him he's been talking about that. I mean, you know, it was... I mean, we only met him briefly at Winterfell before he starts on his journey, right? Correct. Um, and Ned and the family go to King's Landing. So it, it's, it seems like, to me, that maybe he always kind of knew he was going to go there. But I don't know that. I don't know if he was brought up with the notion... That it's—I mean—is that what bastards do, or is it that he was always such a good warrior, or is that he was friends with the uncle? Remember the uncle who went to the wall? Yeah, Benjen. Uh yeah, Benjen. So, um, I don't know that history, but it seems to—it has always seemed to me that his character is being in the—is taking the black, is being in the Night's Watch. That's who he is. So I, I'm, this is starting to make me think that ideas that I previously had about Jon Snow, about him some, you know, like, and I think a lot of people do that, like, you know, maybe he'll be king or he'll rule. I have, this is part of the grand unified theory as a triumvirate with others. um, I, maybe I'm starting to think that he will always, this book, these books will end with Jon Snow at the wall. Hmm. That that's always, and he'll never marry, he'll never, you know, he'll he'll just, it's almost like he's, you know, he's like a priest warrior, you know, and um, right. even, if, even if they defeat the White Walkers, he'll stay there forever. I think it's very in keeping with his character, mm-hmm. extremely, and I was really, I was happy when that happened, man, and I was uh, especially happy, and I said this last night on the podcast, which is that he didn't, try to refuse it when it happened he immediately accepted it
1: yeah it does see as much as like even in the uh first episode of the season when uh stannis is like do you don't you want revenge for you know rob stark getting killed and he goes i want many things and so at first i'm like dude just you know avenge your brothers or half brother whatever's death and, and go kill the boltons but you're right, his allegiance to the Wall is comes first, even though that's in him, and I think eventually he'll get his revenge, or, oh, maybe not in this show. He may not actually get the revenge. Like, I thought, always thought Arya would kill Joffrey, but, you know, maybe, you know, he's, you're right, he's committed to the Wall and the Brotherhood, and maybe that's the route he goes, and they've been foreshadowing so much about him and wildling love that maybe... Maybe he's the next Mance Raider, but to the next level, where he he unifies the Brotherhood and the Wildlings together. Who knows? Maybe he's the guy to do it.
0: Well, maybe he's the King of the North, baby.
1: That's right, baby. And I think there you go.
0: You know, Done.
1: Let's finish. Last podcast, Little Fell of the season. (laughs) Done.
0: No, but you could see that, that maybe the wall comes down, and they extend it. Or, oh, you know what John I mean? John
1: Camp like, is on the new mixtape.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> there you go, oh,
1: Crumbling down in
0: the wall. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> crazy, 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 man. All right. Let's keep it moving solo. Um, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, what do you think Breanne's going to do next?
1: Okay. I Either somehow Braun and Jamie see her on the oh, way okay. to Dorne.
0: I'd love that. And they that. get
1: together. That's the only thing, because what – I mean, the kids don't – The Arya and Sansa want nothing to do with her. What has she got left to do?
0: Yeah, dude. And, and also Podrick and Braun getting back together, man.
1: Dude, that makes sense. I don't know in the whole pop-up guide to Westeros if they're going to meet each other, but that makes sense to me, the four of them going on the journey together.
0: Yeah, that's I – lo- I love that idea. I, I sincerely hope it happens And I was saying last night, I I just, I love her character. And she's such a great actress. I want to see more. And though, you know, she, you know, she's like a Jon Snow, man. Her loyalty is just unwavering.
1: Yeah, but it is amazing when your boy Baelish was like, you sworn to protect (laughs) uh, Catelyn Stark. And she's dead and... It, now I'm Sean Connery all of a sudden. Uh, and you swore to protect Renly Baratheon, and he's dead. So do you really want to go with her? You know, so he made a great point, though. She kind of seems to even though in retrospect, it all wasn't her fault. But I do like her. And I, I thought she was going to die last night. I was like, oh, no, oh, mm. no. But she yeah. kicks the butt. That Valerian steel, man, that goes through people and. And and stuff like no other.
0: Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, that I I I feared for her life as well, my friend. I sure did. I sure did. Um, all right. Hey, let's uh let's jump to the uh, Cersei stuff and the small council there. What did what? What's your take on that?
1: I love the uncle calling out Cersei because she's just like, well, the king said, you know, um, and he called her bluff. Or not her bluff, but like, you know, if the king wants me, have the king come and have and come and talk to me. She thought she could just do what she wants, and she's losing power. And, of course, my theory was wrong, but they addressed it, which was cool. I always thought that Father Tyrell was going to be hand to the king, and they mentioned that. And is like, no, we need you to be this. And he's all happy with his master of coin. Uh, which makes sense, actually. So I was kind of like, "Oh, my theory was wrong," but I'm glad they addressed it. Uh, yeah, it's not the same small council, is it? I loved it, you know, when you have when you had Tywin, and even when Oberyn was on there, and of course Tyrion and Varys. Now it just seems like these small councils are like bad podcasts,
0: you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like bo- bad podcasts.
1: But, yeah, it's just like oh, Donald's not there, and, you
0: know,
1: Hispanic Chris isn't there. It's like it's just not the same.
0: Yeah, that's the way it goes. (laughs) Um, What did you think of Uncle Kevin? Because I loved him, man, and I just, I hope I was pissed at the end when he said, I'll be at Casterly Rock. I was like, no, Uncle Kevin, stay there and take (laughs) over stuff, dude. You got, you're like, I love you already. You're the best person there. You just called Cersei on all her crap, and then you're just going to walk away. I found that kind. Of, that was a little annoying. Maybe that's a difference between he and Tywin. Maybe yeah. Kevin didn't, wasn't as political, and he doesn't want to be bothered with this shenanigans, so he leaves. But if that was Tywin, Tywin would have been like, "Now get up and let me sit there."
1: Yeah, I'm surprised his name's Kevin. Oh, it's a normal name.
0: It's Kevin with an A, though.
1: Oh, see, I knew it was too good to be true.
0: Yep, Kevin with an A, baby. All right. Well, how about um, let's hit our last thing here and talk a little bit. I mean, we mentioned him, but we didn't really kind of talk about the scene with him and Varys and um, Tyrion and what's going on with him.
1: Tyrion's hit rock bottom. All right. It's like George Clooney in, in like season three of ER when he's uh, gets drunk and this girl almost dies on him, and it's the whole rock bottom character. It's good that they're addressing this pain and not just skipping over it like oh I was in a box and I and I healed while I was in the box no oh, he's yeah. he's on the he's on a terrible path and he needs purpose but he does love the politics and the game of the thrones and that's why this whole adventure with Varys is great because Varys is going to get him back to where he should be but it's good that we're seeing him drink and be upset cuz i mean he killed his father he killed his love shay and so this whole process, and he's away from King's Landing, and he's not going back. So this is a big change for Tyrion. So that's why Varys, again, many steps ahead. He's trying to get it out of him so he's ready when he gets to Marine. So I feel bad for Tyrion, but I, I just hope he, he, he'll bounce back and he'll, be, he'll shave that beard and become old Tyrion again.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I think that he's got to get over Shay. I think killing his father, I don't know, that's almost like a wash. You know, he was so horrible to him, though he always seeked his approval. And, you know, it's so mixed up. But he just has to see that, you know, if varies can really make him believe that he is important. And I thought it was really interesting the way, you know, he said, you know, like, nobody who looks like us could rule. Mm. You know, and he's kind of putting himself in league with him and saying, "Look, man, I'm like you. I'm I'm kind of what you'd say is an underdog. I have some strikes against me, um, as or people perceive it that way, and we can, you know, we can get past this. But varies, man. He's uh he's up to something. I'm still I still am dying to know who's who's in the rest of this cabal that put together this whole plan for Targaryen restoration and. Uh, oh, and a hustler brought up a good point too. Is don't forget that um, uh, what's his name, My- Meister Eamon is a Targaryen. Oh, he voted. He was the deciding vote for Jon Snow.
1: That's right. When he when he he can't see, but at least he could feel pieces. Yeah, that was of... awesome. <laughs> so. Oh, that's a. See, I love the A dash hustler little spice on podcast
0: Little Fell. Dude, it's all part of the grand unified theory, man. And not I know I mean, people have been working on this stuff for years and like here we are newbies to this show coming up with ideas, but it's so fun to do. Um I like this episode. It was I kind of I was a little bit more excited for last week's, but I I, I like this and it was kind of I do agree. Um, I think Donald put it succinctly when he said it, you know, like it's like a two part opener yeah so i look forward to next week what's your overall opinion of this week's episode
1: i actually believe it or not i freaking loved this episode i honestly i know some people are saying oh it's slow and okay set up but there's so many pieces that are moving that you need this but i i just was really so into the episode i know there wasn't like a whole lot of terrible, like action, or as we call uh, as me and Donald, talk, you know, if it doesn't have to be good, to, doesn't have to have explosions to be good. But I just, I was so into, because I like the journeys all these characters are going on, and I love the turmoil. And I, I, this episode, I loved it like 10 times better than the season premiere, to be honest with you. Oh, I wow. Was, Yeah, I, I, for some reason, normally, this would be an episode where I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, no, it was good. It's Game of Thrones. It's better than most shows, but it's not one of the best. But I honestly really loved this episode a lot.
0: That's great, man. I'm happy to hear that, Heath Solo. Of course. Well, thank you for coming on the show again. And we're doing this to coming on the show. This is your show. We're doing this together. <laughs> I, um, hope so. I'm like, I, I know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was in initial reaction mode. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy that we're doing this, man. I'm looking forward to it every week. I'm so happy that people are listening. It's a blast to talk about this show and it's such, it's such high quality stuff, man. And um, I don't know, maybe next week I'll drop a bit of the uh, theory I've been uh, kind of thinking about. And because it's, that's the way it is with this. Is things don't just happen. It's like once you start talking about one thing, you can't. You inevitably lead to other people. The dominoes start falling, and we'll just keep on uh, letting them fall. So, uh, any last words for everyone out there, Solo?
1: Yeah, brother. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna say that. Th- I wanna thank Matt for uh, backing us with this uh, podcast, Little Fell. He at over at uh, Winterfell Pod has really created an empire and given us a place to discuss game of the thrones and now we decide to do a little spin-off. so like when you hear us if you're a new listener and you're like on the initial reaction and all that and you're like what initial reaction well podcast winterfell is the main headquarters we're just like a little subdivision but uh i'm excited about doing the podcast and uh thank you all for downloading it it's awesome um can't wait to uh, listen to some other podcasts, and but that's the thing about this podcast, Axel. Why we're doing it, like the old Lost Days, it's all about your theories. You you dropping theories, and me th- bringing in wrong theories, but it's no. great. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, th- it's what it's about, and I love the th- what makes us excited to podcast about a great show is when we can theorize and not just recap yeah and that's what this podcast is going to be it's theorizing and getting our thoughts out there and not recapping
0: yeah recap it recap this my nuts you got it on the dvr recap it yourself fool (laughs) (laughs) uh hey i do want to say that we do have our own feed now um I don't know if it's up on iTunes yet, but you can look for podcast Little Fell if you just want to get us each and every week. You're welcome to do that, but we do suggest that you subscribe to podcast Winterfell, and like he said, get the um, get the initial reaction, the fan call in show, and Matt's awesome cleft notes segments where he breaks oh. down the music of Game of Thrones. Uh, so that's awesome. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We're out.
1: Follow us on Twitter, W. Axel Foley, and at Heath Actor,
0: baby. You've been listening to Podcast Winterfell. Find the podcast blog at podcastwinterfell.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter, twitter.com slash winterfellpod. Contact the podcast either by email, podcastwinterfell at gmail.com, or by calling the listener line. Three one four six six nine one eight four zero.